You're on the Plants Grow Here podcast. I'm Daniel Fuller. Come along with me as we enter a hidden world of deep horticultural, ecological and landscape gardening knowledge with featured experts, industry professionals and enthusiasts. As gardeners, we love our fish emulsion fertiliser. A true gardener will even grow to love the smell because it becomes associated with good times in the garden, under the sun. In this sponsored episode, the Australian fish emulsion manufacturer Charlie Carp's general manager, Ron Kopanica, comes on the show to tell us how they're creating fish emulsion fertiliser using pest carp species that clog up our waterways when they aren't being managed. I'm excited about this episode because I'm always inspired by local stories where people are turning problematic inputs into a resource, thereby incentivizing ecological management. It's all well and good to say we should be removing pest carp species from our waterways, but here we have an example of a company actually doing the hard work. G'day Ron, welcome to the show mate. Uh, Thanks for having me. So can you start this episode off by telling us about fish emulsion fertiliser, like why do organic gardeners love this stuff so much? Um, the, uh, obviously, the the uh, product we use is, is certified organic. So certified growers, uh, they like a product that's basically natural with any any added uh, bits and pieces in it. So um, we're, we sort of make a – we've joined up to make a uh, an organic uh, fertiliser or natural things like uh, we – as you know, we do fish, so uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, very beneficial to their way of life and, and and what they want to do in the organic sector. Okay, so fish are a natural organism, and that's exactly the sort of thing that likes to break down in the soil within nature and feed plants. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and it's nothing. Basically, what we've done is nothing. It's not a new process. The Incas used to do it years ago, and uh, basically, we we just sped up the process and made it a lot more user friendly for everyone to use. Back back in the days, they used to just catch the fish and bury them under their uh, crop or their plants or whatever they were growing. So that was just their way of getting some uh, inputs into the soil so they can grow you know, grain or, or or whatever they were growing. Yeah. So where do Charlie Carp source their fish from? Uh, basically, we, everything uh, we, they source from is through the Mur- Mur- basically Murray-Darling Basin. Uh, we, it's very hard to catch fish um, in, in the river systems itself, but mainly sort of lake systems, uh, with like places like Lake Angelico. Um, it's a big um, lake system um, all through there. Uh, the Gippsland Lake we go to, um, and we, we've got a fish trap in South Australia at Blanchdown, which is Loch 1. Uh, when that's going good, um, you know, they, they can catch up to five tonne of uh, European carp a day out of that, and uh, they've got a really good process down there. So, uh, yeah, all, all the all the, the fish ways basically got a, uh, a uh, trap in them, but a lot of them are not used. They only use it for monitoring purposes to see what's going through, but the uh, Loch 1 that does, they catch it, and, and uh, there's a pro fisherman that, cleans the nets out every day. They've got a camera in it. They know what's in there and they just pull it up. And uh, when they lift the cage out, it tells you how many kilos of carp they've got in there. And it's a really good process. I've gone to a lot of trouble to get it right. Fantastic. So, Ron, why are these pest species such a problem in Australian estuaries? Uh, basically, um, carp, um, they were sort of brought in. Um, originally, I think Germany, there's a lot of different stories and theories about it. 
come in to clean up uh, dams and things from weed. So basically they've come in, uh, they've been introduced in and they've escaped out of their compound and, and got into our river systems, uh, which made it really hard. Uh, it's eaten basically all of the uh, uh, foliage, you could say, uh, in the bottom of the rivers. They've eaten all the the uh, the yeah the foliage uh, or the greenery where the native fish you know, like to spawn. And when they've cleaned that out, they start uh, dredging into the mud to look for more nutrient and whatever. So then they, you know, made all the rivers uh, look pretty, pretty dirty. So that's why we've got fairly ordinary rivers at the moment. Yeah, they uh, eat, eat the banks away. Um, yeah, they, they're very destructive uh, fish. And uh, basically when the fish, uh, the river systems get out, out of the banks into the flood system, that's when they basically go crazy and start spawning. And then you know, the system cycles, the system starts all over again. Uh, they can uh, put out millions of uh, you know, eggs uh, when, when they do spawn. But uh, yeah, they, they, when they do spawn, they just, just go crazy. And when the river system goes back in, you've just got millions of little juvenile carp. And uh, you know, they probably, you know, they just sort of take over the whole system. So obviously, this is a problem that somebody needs to do something about. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, we do, uh, we're probably the only real, uh, people have done something about, um, you know, removing the fish and, and using the pests as a resource. So, uh, yeah, we've been, I've been at the company for 22 years. So, uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of carp go through. We, we've stopped the, the breeding program a fair bit, I suppose. But, um, yeah, but, you know, it's, I think I think a lot of people, you know, they're going to use the carpers. Uh, they're going to kill it all out, but they'll never. They're a bit like rabbits. You know, they'll never get rid of them all. Um, and you know, we've got to live to them and try to manage them the best way we can. Right. Okay. Can you please describe some of the methods that are used to catch these pest carp species? Uh, basically, we're, we're all our. Um, we've got pro fishermen that pro for us. Anyone just can't get the the carp out of the river system or the lakes. We've got professional fishermen that about four or five that we use. They've they've sort of they they go and collect the fish through electro fishing and nets. The nets are probably the bigger capture of the fish. But uh, they're under uh, the fisheries guidelines, so whatever natives or turtles or things like that, um, they're, they're checked by fisheries and they, they keep a good eye on the uh, professionals to make sure um, you know they're not they're not doing the wrong thing. So uh, yeah, that we covered you know we, we're fisheries based where it's our backstop as well, so they, they keep an eye on who's catching the fish. So so basically, you got a professional uh, catching our fish for us, so it's not. Just any anyone they've got to have a license to do it actually. Right. So obviously I can't just have a crack at it myself and just go out and start catching carp. Like these are serious professional fishermen that know how to catch these carp safely without negatively impacting our native flora and fauna. Well, basically they're not uh, giving any more licenses out. So whoever has a license, they'll, they'll they can sell it to on sell it and look. I've, you know, I've heard stories. I don't know the true figure of some of them. You're looking, you know, eighty to hundred thousand dollars just for a license. So, uh, yeah, it's quite an investment. So, can you tell us how does Charlie Carp ensure that our native flora and fauna aren't being negatively impacted by this fishing? 
Um, a lot of a lot of the places where they fish, they um, a lot of the na- there's not a lot of natives there. Um, basically, if you got they run the net around the fish and then they pull them into the boat, so that all the fish was virtually graded straight off. So if you've got a native that caught, they've been uh, unfortunately caught up into the net. Uh, they've got to put that back in ASAP. So they they virtually just uh, got to just grab the, the the native and drop it back in. Same with turtles. Uh, and then the other species they might catch. But uh, being in the lake system, um, like where they go, there's a not a, a great deal of um, native because basically when when a lake fills up, uh, say it's running through a, system, a river system, um, the uh, natives will, will come into the lakes, uh, but when, it, when the lake starts to slowly you know, dry out, the natives, the first one's gone, but... The poor old carp that are a bit slow, they, they sort of hang back and that's where we catch them. So, uh, yeah, the native, natives, look, about yeah, 95% of them, the natives will go back into the, into the river system from the lake uh, as, as it starts drying out. And obviously, like, these pest carp species are having a huge impact on the environment. They're having an impact on the availability of food for our native fish and wildlife. And they're also sort of mucking up the conditions. You know, they're muddying up the waters. They're changing the conditions from what they used to be into something different. And so that's really why these pest fish species are such a problem. That's right. If we that, uh, that's that's the thing with with the carp. Are, uh, uh, they say the 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 mass of the of fish mass. They're looking look, eight, 70, 80 percent of the fish mass are carp. So uh, so that's that. Yeah, that's that's a big number. So the natives do uh, they do a fantastic job to, to survive as well as they do. So um, so you know it's it's a, it's a you know, big big ask for the natives. So you know that with the process they're under, so under a fair bit of pressure. So Ron, I'd like to now move on to the fish emulsion process. Like, what does that look like? Uh, just uh, anyway, just the, the, how how we make the product. Yeah, like, is it just, do you get like a big turf roller and nah. you just roll over the fish or what do you do? No, nah, no. Nah. Um, well, our uh, process, basically, we, we cook um, two and a half tonne of fish at a time. So uh, we whack in, uh, we get the fish. Uh, we've got to help the process a little bit. So we mince the fish to get into a finer particles. Uh, then we put it in a cooker. Uh, we do add water to it. Uh, we basically render all the fish down. So... Uh, the fish probably in around about eight, nine, ten hours. The fish, um, we uh, the the cooker's got a big agitator in it, and it virtually cooks all the fish down. So that's that's the scales, the gut, everything. So basically, there's only a couple of glands that are left in the fish uh, that we strain out as we do. And the two and a half ton of, uh, of fish that's been cooked down around about eight, ten hours. Uh, it's just basically comes in, uh, looks like muddy water. So, um, and then that, that basically will it cool that down. Um, that's basically a certified organic product. Um, mm. and then when we, when we make an inorganic product, uh, we put other products in that are not certified. So, uh, we can't sell them as, uh, certified, uh, organic. So, yeah, we make, we make the two products. So we, we look after both people, the certified organic growers and, uh, the people will like a little bit more nitrogen in their product. So I want to talk to you about the different products soon. But 
why do you use the whole fish? Like, why not just, why, like, why the scales? What's in the scales and the guts and all that stuff? Why do you use the whole fish? Uh, we probably, uh, we, we break down the whole fish because uh, in the gut, uh, the, you know, like not nutrient we get in the gut, uh, I don't think uh, we, we probably we try and uh, with the scales and things like that. I think it's too big a job to descale uh, the uh, two and a half ton of fish. So we basically just cook the whole lot as is, and uh, the, the nutrient that we get out of the scales, the gut, the whole fish, uh, yeah, just that's sort of added um, inputs into the product basically. I see, and and that's a lot uh, user friendly for us because, uh, of course, you imagine. Uh, half a dozen people trying to gut uh, two and a half ton of fish, so you know it's a big process. So, mm. so we just utilise a whole lot. So, just as nature intended, the whole fish, and I guess those glands—they're just too hard to break down. Is that right? So they won't fit into the bottle and won't pour easily. Yeah, basically they're sort of a triangular gland. Not all fish have got them, but, but uh, the bigger fish they have like it's a gland in the side of the head. I'm not quite sure we, where it comes from, but. Uh, it's in the head or in the in the, the neck of the fish, and that, we don't get a lot. We probably only get about two or three handfuls out of two ton of fish, so that we just drain those out. So that you know they're a hard uh, tissuey type thing. You know when they dry out, they you know virtually like rock. So like, yeah, we get them out of the system. Hmm. So you alluded to the fact that there's not just one Charlie Carp product. Can you describe the different products and maybe in a bit of detail tell us how they're different, like where do you get the nitrogen from and all that sort of stuff? Uh, we, we, we do add, we'd add uh, a bit of nitrogen and, and a few extra products, of virtually our secret herbs and spices, uh, to our inorganic. Uh, that's just to help lift the, the nitrogen light up for people that want to put it on crops uh, and places like that. So that they're looking for a bit more nitrogen uh, 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 than the the um, organic grower. The organic grower is it's probably limited to what nitrogen uh, we can get out of the fish. So uh, whatever you virtually get out of the fish, that's mm. what what, what uh, our organic product is. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of people love it. Um, they, they use it. Uh, you know, for some of if they're certified, registered, they've got to use a certified organic product. So. Uh, um, other people just use it because they want to be um, organic friendly too. So, you mm. know, covering both bases there. So maybe someone like me, I'm not really a diehard organic person, but I like to have soil carbon and I like to feed a wide spectrum of nutrients, not just NPK. Yeah, that's right. And, you, you know, you'll probably be more of a just an organic uh, user as, uh, as a product, uh, as a basically a supplement for your, your, your nitrogen. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good product to use. Hmm. So I guess, like, we're talking about, like, additives. Like, is there really anything in there that we should be worried about? No, absolutely not. No, there's no uh, baddies, you know, if you call it. But, uh, no, there's not, a, not any, uh, uh, absolutely not. Uh, it's a user-friendly product. I suppose with any fertilizer, especially something with high nitrogen, though, the dose does make the poison, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're not going to like pour it straight onto our veggies, like just without diluting it. We're going to burn our veggies. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You got to dilute it all. Uh, it's, it's a concentrate, so uh, yeah, dilution, and you know your dilution rate depends on yourself. You know you can dilute it more than what we recommend. So. 
Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very user-friendly product. Yeah, you can use it as strong as you like uh, and as weak as you like. So it's uh, yeah, very user-friendly. Mm. So, Ron, Charlie Carp has won a few awards for the environmental stuff that you've been doing. Like, there's a lot of effort that goes into this, right? Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the Green Lifestyle Awards in 2012? Uh, look, I, I, I'm not uh, right up to the, the speed with the, the awards. I'm sort of the the main, the, the wheels that keep the, the I keep all the wheels turning, but uh, our staff, the, the girls and our um, uh, the powers to be basically look after all the, all the, uh, the awards. Uh, we've won the Green uh, Lifestyle Award in 2012. Uh, we've um, won the Prime Minister's Environmental Award. Uh, we've uh, been uh, runner-up in the Banksy Award, and we won the Banksy Award as well. So, um, but we sort of uh, to get our name out and about, we sort of had to uh, get into these uh, awards, so you know people know who we are and what we stand for and what we do. Uh, but probably in the last uh, ten or twelve years, we, we've been sort of concentrating more on the factory and, and keeping our product going. So we sort of haven't. Uh, had the people on board to, you know, there's a lot of work to go into these awards and we haven't had the people to uh, put, all, mm. put all the pros and cons uh, in to, to, to uh, go for them. It's a, it's a big, uh, big job and, and uh, it takes up a lot of time. So uh, uh, we, we've had a, a bit of a crack at it and it's been good and you know, it's good to get recognition in that. But uh, I think basically uh, it's, a lot of the, the what we've found is just word of mouth. It gets around and they use our product and know what we're about. And uh, the word of mouth seems to get around pretty well and, and uh, that's doing a pretty good job for us. So, Ron, what does the future of Australian estuaries look like to you? Oh, look, they, they look, uh, you know, the, a lot of people uh, say that they're shocking and some of them say it's good. Uh, I, I think they they're good, but uh, it's like everything in um, uh, in these estuaries, uh, we've got a problem with carp, uh, and we we're never going to get away from uh, a problem with carp. But if they managed, uh, try to get manage them better. Uh, look, it'll it'll be uh, help our estuaries and river systems and lake systems, um, you know, to no to, to no end. But uh, you know, if, if they manage and the carp eradicated or, or kept to a, a manageable level, uh, then the rest of our fish stock will, will you know, pick up and, and keep on going. But look, I, I think it, it's good because I, I think yeah, river systems and uh, are, are pretty healthy. Um, you know, we used to have, have a lot of salt problems beforehand, but that that's sort of gone in the past. Uh, but yeah, it all looks all pretty positive, and you know, look, there's a lot of young fish. Uh, like, like young cod and that, uh, I do a fair bit of fishing, and um, yeah, a lot of young young fish, juvenile fish, are being caught, and, and that's good to see. So you know, they're breeding on. Wonderful. You've seen a problem, right? So you've you've gone out there. Charlie Carp has seen a problem, and yep. now you're trying to fix it. Well, basically, yes. Uh, one of our directors, the original director, he, he had a problem. He was up in the on the Lachlan. Um, he, he he saw carp coming into the system. You know, this is uh, you know twenty twenty five years ago, and then he was worried about it. Um, and he got a few people to get together, um, and but which is our still our directors at the moment, four or five uh, 
chaps, and they said, right oh, uh, we're going to look at um, setting up a business, see if we have, how we can process carp and, and, and do something about it. So uh, what we uh, originally started doing, they got the guys together, and we originally started in Curl, I guess, out of Wentworth. Uh, that's where our first Charlie Carp factory started, and they started uh, breaking down, catching carp and breaking them down and making protein pellets. So uh, the protein pellets, you, you know, like the stock feed, um, feed and emus and, and, you know, everybody and um, ostriches and things like that and, and cattle sheep and things like that. But uh, it wasn't basically economical, sort of going out the door backwards. So they changed from that. Um, we decided to make fertiliser out of it. And, um, we started off from there. We started making fertiliser and then they shifted the factory to Deniloquin, uh, which we are today. And, uh, yeah, we've been uh, here about 25 years. I've been with the company 22. Um, so it's, yeah, so with a lot of changes that have happened. So... Uh, and we're still here today, so uh, yeah, it's good. Hmm. Well, it's one of the – there are a couple of big brands in Australia. It's one of the bigger ones, certainly a very household name. Is there – like how would you say that your Charlie Carp is different to some of the other options on the market? Is it the estuary thing? Is that your point of difference? Oh, it is. Um, I think, um, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, help the environment, Um Basically, trying to get the pest out of the system, um, and and make a, a good, which would make a good product for um, you know it's a win-win situation. We're trying to clean up the uh, river systems, and, uh, and and it's a good product uh, for home use, uh, and and not just home use. A lot of people we we use a lot of it in cropping, uh, you know, for wheat and barley and uh, peanuts. We we, we sell. All over the country to all different people and they're using it and you know they're very happy with the product mm. and i know that this is a controversial opinion ron but i bloody love the smell of it mate <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll go well down to the factory down here <laughs> we um everybody uh comes to charlie carp and they know they, they've probably got a pre uh idea of what oh yeah it's a um it's a, a fish factory and it'll smelt a high heaven, but um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people get a very surprise because that, unless we're basically cooking the product, the, the factory has, uh, has got a little bit of a smell, but uh, a lot of people say, oh, geez, this smells a lot better than what I thought it smelled. Really? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's surprising because I can't even, like I cannot fertilize my indoor plants with Charlie Carp without my wife telling me off about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you'd probably recommend it for outdoor use, but I would actually put it inside because for me, fish emulsion just smells like sunshine and happiness. Uh, it is, but uh, we, we do make a pellet as well. So uh, that virtually has got no smell to it. So we we, we uh, basically have liquid and, and pellets at the same time. So all our waste uh, from this, so when we cook our product, all our waste goes in, into, it's like a bigger particles we dry that and uh, we pelletize all that out. So uh, we've got a, a pellet uh, out now, which we, uh, you know, a lot of golf courses and a lot of people are using it um, and Broadacre are using it. And then a lot of people on the, um, yeah, golf courses, that and turf industry, they use the, our pellets, which is good, and they don't smell, so which is good. Brilliant. So, Ron, I always like to ask my guests at the end of every episode, 
Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about? Now, this can be on topic, but it doesn't have to be on topic. Yeah, uh, look, um, I, don't, I think that's about covered everything there. I think um, uh, I'd just like to see more people use the product and um, and uh, we have healthier uh, river systems. So um, you know, it's a bit of a win-win situation all the way through. I'd like to commend you, Charlie Carp and Ron. I'd like to commend the company on not just the idea of you know t- turning a pest species into a fertilizer which is brilliant but it's also your commitment to using the whole product so we don't want any waste in this economy so i think it's brilliant i mean obviously it's economic too but i think it's a really good thing in 2022 to be thinking about waste yep that's one thing for sure we we haven't got any waste we used to have waste and we you know we were throwing it out and then the, the a nutrient we were throwing out so uh, we got together and I thought, oh, well, we'll, we'll try and use the way. So the fish come in and virtually everything goes back out as a usable product, so, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. It's good for us, uh, bottom line as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. Ron, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. You can buy Charlie Carp products at your local hardware store or supermarket, including at Bunnings, Mitre 10, Woolies and IGA. Check the show notes to visit the Charlie Carb website or their social media platforms. And remember to support Aussie businesses where you can.